Hi there, and welcome to the show Grow Happy with Yoga. In this show, I'll share my experiences and interview inspiring guests and experts about all things yoga, reconnecting with your body, kicking anxiety and depression, and planting the seed of self-love so you can grow a happy life. I'm Tasha, and in today's episode, you'll hear my version of the third or quarter life crisis, how I decided what I wanted for my life, how I found my way back to yoga and to doing a yoga teacher training, and some stories from first experiences with yoga. My first uh, yoga, my first yoga class. My first yoga class. I giggled at Oscar with a panic button piece. Hi there. In the last episode, I told you a little bit more about my story and that one of the biggest triggers in my life was that I was turning 30. And in my time between 27 to 30, I would say that would have been my low point in depression and anxiety. And this also really affected my work and also what I thought I deserved because I didn't think I deserved to have a good job or a well-paying job and I would just lowball myself and when I thought about changing jobs or even thinking about changing careers I would just get in my head and tell myself that I'm not worth it and when I would ask myself yeah but I'm not happy in what I'm doing now I would remind myself of a quote I heard from a series, The Vikings, where the father told his son, who told you you are supposed to be happy? And I would just remind myself this and say, who said that you're supposed to be happy? Who said everybody deserves to be happy all the time? But thinking back at this, this is such nonsense because everybody can affect their own state of mind. There's a Buddhist quote that says, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So we can affect our own life, even if I don't change jobs. It is possible for me to just be happy. So at around August, September of last year, 2020, the topic of how I want to live my life when I retire came up. My boyfriend and I had so many discussions about this and we asked ourselves, okay, if money wasn't an object, what would you do? For example, if you were financially independent, what would I do with my time? And my first reaction to this was just that I became so depressed when I I didn't want to think of my future. I barely knew how to survive now. But then I started to look outside of myself, looking at my situation and at my job. I've always had so many ideas of things I could do and what I would love to do someday. I thought, yeah, I could do that and this, and I would really love to try that. And But all of these ideas were always just hanging in the air, unreal and disconnected from each other. I always put it in that category of, yeah, someday. But then one day I came across the Ikigai model in a YouTube video. Ikigai is a Japanese concept about finding your individual purpose, or in other words, what is worth living for, or your reason for getting up in the morning. It covers four aspects that will help you find the job that you love. So when I saw this, I just took a piece of paper and I started filling it out. And these four aspects are, what do I love? 
What am I really good at? What does the world need? And what can I earn money with? The guy who explained this video also elaborated on this and said that when you write, what do I love? You don't just write things that you love now. You can go back and analyze what did I like as a kid or as a teenager? What did I do with my time when I wasn't dependent on money or working for my money and just stuck in a certain job? So I looked at this diagram, got my paper and just started writing all kinds of things. For me, I realized with that, that sport was such an important aspect of my life. I couldn't imagine my life without some kind of physical outlet. So I looked in the different types and things I could do in that area, because what does the world need? I discussed this topic a lot with my boyfriend, and I just started making a list of all the types of sport I've done in my life and how it has affected me. And with this, I then thought back of my first experiences of yoga and everything yoga has taught me up to that point. So at this point, I thought, before I tell you more about what I thought, I went out and asked a few yogis to tell me what their first experiences were like and what they thought before and what, how that changed after their first experience. So my first yoga class was uh, at work because they decided to take a teacher of yoga just at midday to us to help us to release stress and anxiety. So well, I tried, I tried just for fun because actually it was for free. And at this moment also I had my best friend who were always going to yoga. She was always saying, oh, you should have to try. And I was like, okay, but I don't really know because me, I was used to dance. And for me, yoga was like boring uh, stuff. And finally I went and was really nice. And especially at the end, because after the Shavasana, I was feeling like um, energy flowing. And I really like this sensation and uh, yeah, and after I continue to do it and that's all. So my first uh, yoga class was in, uh, in Morocco where I used to live um, four years ago. Uh, a, friend, a friend of mine was organizing the class. We were only three, which was great because uh, we got a bit more of attention on the posture, on the way to go, on the alignment, on the emotional bond with the physical aspect of yoga. I went without really any expectation. I thought, okay, someone will kind of take care of me for like an hour. And I just wanted to do a bit of physical exercise. Then I realized, I mean, it was great because I wouldn't expect what my body was capable of. I felt I progressed a lot into the posture. I got to understand a bit more about the alignment and the effect it could have on my body long term. That was the beginning of yoga. It made me feel easy to progress. And I knew it was going to have a long term impact on myself. Good day yogis, I'm a person who likes to do sport. I enjoy cycling, hiking and workouts in the gym. I started doing yoga on invite of my friends who hikes with me and never thought it will make a difference in my life. 
My first class when our yoga teacher showed us shoulder stand, I giggled and asked her where the panic button in this room is. It's been two years later and I can do a shoulder stand. On the question on what yoga means in my life now, yoga brings balance in my life. It helps me to control my emotions and to handle challenges far better than before. It brings balance between mind, body and soul in becoming one. The best advice I can give any yogi is to relax, be yourself, have fun and activate your inner watcher. Yoga is not about doing the physical perfect the first time, but to allow yourself to get to know yourself from the inside and to realize how we are connected with everything. Have fun. My first yoga class was the hot yoga class that I did because it was kind of included in my fitness pack in Hong Kong. And I did a hot because for me back then, yoga was slow. I mean, this is what I saw about yoga, it being slow. And I needed to sweat out. So for me, hot yoga was kind of a good way to try while still getting the sweat out of the session. So I arrived with my preset ideas. And after the yoga class, I was, of course, sweaty. And I think for me, it was a very good way to start yoga because it gave me the willingness to to continue doing this because I could get kind of a new sport and slower sports uh, practice while still sweating out. And I kept going for one year until I could not handle the heat anymore. But then I just switched to normal yoga class up to doing a yoga teacher training a few years after. So it was really a good yoga introduction for me. Hello, my name is Ryan and I took my first real yoga class about six years ago and I hated it. (laughs) I hid in the back corner came a little late to class, unrolled my mat, and absolutely died in the back of the room. I was slipping clumsily all over my mat. I could barely touch my knees in a forward fold. I cried out of frustration and I guess a little sadness about how far I allowed myself to go in my body. I was at a point in my life where I was probably at the the least healthy I had been and struggled the entire class. And I left during Shavasana. I couldn't quiet the mind and lay there and it was frustrating to me. But I kept going back. And every time I got closer and closer and closer to the front of the room. And now years later, I absolutely love it. And I am currently enrolled in teacher's training. So it's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. It's just fascinating how yoga came into your lives and each in a different way. So for me, I'm not exactly sure how it started, but I remember my mother just dragging me to a new yoga teacher she had found in the area. 
We went once or twice a week and I remember before each class feeling like, Ugh, I don't want to go, I don't feel like going, we have to get in the car and drive there. And, but I always remember that afterwards I would just feel so great and think that I was so glad that I went. When I moved to Germany for my masters, I stopped doing yoga every every week or every two two times a week. And I think that's just because I was in a completely new country and with a new language and I didn't have my yoga buddy anymore. And before that I've never practiced on my own either. But by then I didn't even think about using YouTube. I don't think YouTube was that big or maybe it was and I just didn't know about it. So that wasn't an option for me either. But at university, as stress and anxiety became really intense, my mother suggested that I start my practice again. So I found a studio that wasn't so far away with the intro course. And later I found an app, which I loved, the Fitstar Yoga app that I just started doing every day. That was the first time I bought myself a mat and I started practicing at home. And during the exams, I would practice during the day when I had a short break and even in the evenings before I went to bed just to help me calm down because in that time I was having so much problems with anxiety and I wasn't sleeping. And I just realized that, especially in the times of exams, how much the yoga practice not only benefited me physically, but mentally I could handle the stress better and I could sleep better. In this time, I was also practicing so much. And at one stage, the yoga teacher from the app just said, push up in wheel. She guided me to bridge and then with my hands. And I remember just pushing up and I've never been able to do that before because I've never had that uh, upper body strength and just being so amazed that through only practicing yoga I could really strengthen my body as well but when I started changing cities after my masters I just lost my practice again and I forgot for a long time what I learned during this time so when I started making this list of all the sports I've done I just remembered how yoga and meditation has helped me before and I've always kept this to myself, but as since I had this experience during my exams, I always thought that one day I would just love to be a yoga teacher and to be able to do that and teach that to other people as well. So these feelings came back and I felt sure. I felt sure that I wanted to learn so much more about yoga and work towards becoming a yoga teacher. In this time, I was really struggling a lot with depression and I was having a hard time bringing yoga into my schedule because it was just so full of all other types of sports as well. I was running a lot and I did some boxing and weight training and hit training. But even though doing sport is good, I wasn't really leaving any space for self-care or self-love. And I was doing it out of fear. And this was also part of why I didn't really do yoga in that time because I was just doing sport out of fear and because I wanted to lose weight. And in that time, I was having so much problems with my relationship to food and I was binging and I just used sport and 
over-exercised to compensate my bad relationship to food. So I couldn't see how yoga could benefit me in this time because I wanted to lose weight and therefore I had to do all of these activities, all of these sports that really pushed up my heart rate. And for me, yoga just wasn't a priority anymore. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, it wasn't really until my accident where I broke my shoulder and couldn't hold on to that crutch of over-exercising anymore that I really started listening to my body and started practicing from a place of love and that I really started taking up a daily yoga practice. And it wasn't until I've been doing yoga daily for about two months that I really realized the benefits that not just physically, but mentally, that yoga could have in my life. And I was just reminded by this again and again, so many times. And once again, this just made me want to dive so much deeper and learn so much more about the yogic lifestyle and the philosophies. And because if this physical practice has brought me so much, how I could just imagine what all the other parts of yoga could bring because yoga is a philosophy and it's not just this one physical practice but there's so much more to it so I was just really excited to get into that. So at first I started listening to an audiobook about the yoga sutras. A sutra is a sentence or a verse you could say And there are 196 sutras that explain and list the teachings of the yoga philosophy. But the yoga sutras are not really made for beginners. These were written for teachers or people who were experienced. And even the first yoga sutra says, and now the teaching of yoga can begin. Because that would be like a cue for the teacher to say, now that the student is ready, he can start to learn more. So I, a complete novice to the yoga philosophy, tried to listen and comprehend the yoga sutras. I would listen to one to two sutras a day or at a time, and then my head would just be so full, and I would have to stop and try to comprehend all of this information that was being thrown at me. I, I really did think that these were very beautiful and so fascinating, but it is difficult to understand if this is your first with experience with it. After a while, I started thinking of doing my first yoga teacher training. And when I broke my shoulder, I couldn't use any of my vacation days for that year, the the remaining vacation days. So in 2021, when my boss told me I had to take two weeks off before the end of March, my thoughts immediately went to that. I started researching what kind of yoga teacher trainings would be available to me because I could only get two weeks off at a time. And even taking those two weeks off, I felt so bad and guilty because I only came back to work full time about three weeks before and I already had, uh, already booked my next vacation. So I was searching for something that wasn't longer than two weeks and I found a 100 hour yoga instructor training. Many women ask me since whether I would do a 100-hour training again or whether I would rather do the 200-hour. And for me, the answer was absolutely yes, but especially because my goal was to learn so much more about yoga and one day become a yoga teacher. 
So naturally, I have also been asked why, if I want to become a yoga teacher, why didn't I just do the 200 hours? Because I can't really be a yoga teacher with only a 100-hour training. They asked me whether it was worth it. And, you know, honestly, I ask myself that question so often. I have been doubting my decision and second-guessing myself until I finally realized that this is just part of my journey to becoming the best yoga teacher I can be and just to learn the yogic philosophies and the yogic lifestyle. This doesn't take away from what I will become, and I think it actually will add more to it because I will also have the opportunity to learn from more than just one teacher And even if I started with a 200 yoga teacher training, I wasn't planning on that being my last because I have my whole life ahead of me and there's so much to learn and I will always remain a student. But I can tell you, you don't do a 100-hour training and just feel like you know everything. I came back and I loved learning so much more about the yoga yoga and yogic philosophies and about the different parts of yoga but I'm nowhere near being finished so I came back and kept my eyes open for the next learning opportunity. Since then I have been keeping up my consistent yoga and meditation practice. I have read more books and even taken a workshop on creating my own yoga sequence and I'm just loving the journey. So I will be looking forward to learning even more about the yogic lifestyle, how I can incorporate that into my everyday life. Because yoga is so much more than just the physical practice you do on your mat. you so much for listening to grow happy with yoga and for taking the time to hear a little bit about my story and my way to yoga and thank you to all the beautiful people who left messages on speakpipe and sharing their stories of their first yoga experience stay tuned for next week's episode where i share more about what yoga is and what it means to different people before we go i'd really love to hear your thoughts If my story resonated with you in any way or if there's anything you loved or hated about the show, please let me know. Any comments would really help me improve the show, not only for you, but for everyone out there listening. You can find me on Instagram at sidracanyoga or I would love it if you would leave me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash growhappywithyoga. I'm so looking forward to hearing from you. Until next time.